If this is the first time you're listening to the Wealthy Wednesday Show, please remember to subscribe and click on the like button. Hey, 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 welcome to the Wealthy Wednesday Show. This is Lucy McMonagle. I am the Mystic Wealth Creator, and I mentor conscious, mystic, spiritual entrepreneurs to create more freedom in their business through conscious wealth creation. And I also help you build a legacy so that you can create a big impact in the world because I truly believe that when we are tapped into our spiritual gifts and we combine them with our practical skills and strategies that we will make an impact on the world to alleviate poverty and to help end war, famine, and slavery in this world. So today I have an incredible special guest and you are going to need to grab a pen, grab a paper, and listen up because this lady is a world-renowned traveler, digital nomad, who has just this past year traveled to 16 countries in one year. And she's going to help you be able to understand what do you need in order to move your business and your life forward. I'm going to introduce you to Melissa Smith. And she's the CEO of PVA, which is Personal Virtual Assistant, and she helps match clients with the right virtual assistants, and she is also a best-selling author of Hire the Right Virtual Assistant. So, Melissa, I'm going to have you explain more about yourself and how did you get to where you're at now. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, Lucy. Thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah, so I didn't ever think like this would be my life. Um, (laughs) I grew up and I knew I wanted to be an executive assistant. My mom was an executive assistant. So actually went to secretary school because that's what we used to be called. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, life happens. And I was on this journey of being an executive assistant, loving my life. I'm married, two kids, you know, things going, um, you know, moving right along. Um, And my husband died and I moved uh, back home to my home state of, of California after a year. Um, things were going well there. I was finding my way and I was, you know, felt like I was myself again, but my daughter, that was not her home. Georgia's her home. So then we moved back from Georgia to Cal- uh, from California to Georgia. And I was leaving this job that I absolutely loved. And they said, you know, we don't want to lose you. How can we keep you? And I said, well, you know what? I can do most of what I do virtually. I don't have to be in the office. So they said, okay, let's do that. So I started working virtually and, you know, I just got this crazy idea that I was going to start my own virtual assistant company. And I always said I would never own my own business, but somehow it just seemed right. I felt like it was just now or never. And with no business plan and no idea what I was doing, I started my own company. (laughs) And um, yeah, so that's how I got started. And, you know, I found out that, uh, you know, I needed to have a strong niche to be a good virtual assistant. So I was niching, but I still kept on, you know, running into these people that didn't need my services, but they needed to find out, like, what is a virtual assistant like? How was that? How does that work? Like, what could they do for you? How does it help? And so I'd have these conversations, and at the end, they would say, "Wow, that's really great." But you know, where does one find such a person? I thought, "Gosh, I know tons of people." And so I began matching people like that first, and I was probably a year in, and then I just had this light bulb moment, and I thought, "I wonder if someone would pay me to do this." 
So I tried it and they did. And then, you know, that started the ball rolling. Um, then I wrote the book and then I had virtual assistants start reaching out to me. You know, how do I do this? How do I be successful in struggling? So I wrote a second book on that that just um, launched in January. And um, then I got, I overcame my fear of flying after pretty much a lifetime fear of flying. Um, I overcame my fear and so I got out, got my passport and I went to a few countries and I thought, you know, I really don't want to put my career on hold. I don't want to put my business on hold. I got all these major plans in 2017, but you know what? I was still want to travel. So I did a little bit of research and I found a company that is meant for people who don't want to put their careers on hold, but want to travel at the same time. And they had an itinerary of 12 countries in 12 months. And so I joined that group and traveled with 30 other amazing individuals for a year and managed to sneak in four more. <laughs> Uh, countries and I had the best year of business that uh, you know I've I've had since. Um, it was it was great, and so that's where I am now. Wow! So you belong to a digital nomad company or organization, I should say, that has helped you still run your business, and you're with other in entrepreneurs traveling the world. Is that correct? Yeah, so that was just a year program that I joined, and they are a travel and logistics um, company because it takes a lot of time and research and all that stuff, but I didn't want to do any of that. They also offered professional development. They would um, take care of our travel in between countries, our housing, our co-working spaces, provide some professional development, some fun outings. All of it's completely optional. Um, and I traveled with entrepreneurs, remote workers, uh, freelancers, digital nomads, um, and met a lot of great people along the way. And um, so now I have become location independent, which means that I just still travel um, all the time right now. I'm in Georgia. Last week I was in California for you know Southern California, Northern California. I'm going out to Florida, time in Cleveland. Um, going to uh, Guatemala in June for this remote work summit where we'll talk about remote work and have all these things, but we're also there to help the local um, population. All the proceeds will go to the local population to end poverty. Wow. Wow. So you're right in alignment with the, the mission that I have is to help end poverty in this world by building up more entrepreneurs and helping individuals to match their skills and abilities with their, well, I match them with their spiritual gifts, but you match them with virtual assistants. So can you tell us a little bit about what are the top three tips for hiring the right virtual assistant? Because some of us, like me, I'll raise my hand, I have hired the wrong virtual assistant in the past. Yeah, so um, the first tip is to make sure that whomever you're hiring is has the same communication strategy as you do. You have to make it really easy on yourself. So whether that's through text or Slack or Medium or you just want to hop on a call real quick. And then what about the, the tone, the verbiage, acronyms? You know, how easy is it for you to get your point across? Um, sometimes I just want to send a quick email. Um, but, you know, if it's another person on the other end who's like, gosh, she never says hello, or you know, she, she's really short, and then they wonder, is she mad? You know, that's not going to work. So you have to have the communication style, the tone, the verbiage down. And most importantly, it has to be easy for you, because if it's not, then you won't do it, and you won't do it often, because you want to do it often. 
Um, the second tip is to make sure that whomever you're hiring, you're their ideal client, right? So you wouldn't want to hire anyone that's like spiritual gifts. What's that? That's the wrong type of match. Mm -hmm. You want to wake up or you want to work with someone who wants to wake up every day and say, wow, what does Lucy have for me today? Like, cause this is, this is also their personal mission before they knew you, but they created their company to work with someone just like you. Right. And a lot of people think, well, who's going to enjoy doing this work? Cause I don't want to do it. That's why I'm hiring someone else to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, the saying like one man's junk is another man's treasure. Yeah. Same thing in work. I hate Excel. I hate spreadsheets, numbers. They just like, uh, you know, but to someone else, they're like, oh, I created this amazing spreadsheet. Look what it does now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so it's that. And then three, you have to have a communication strategy for the first three months. So I give my clients a 12 week plan and mm -hmm. I, we work through it together, but I actually give it to their VA. So we're not creating more work for them. We're just creating, okay, here's where you want to be in 12 weeks, and then we're going to work backwards. So here's what we need to accomplish, and then that's how we get there. Because when you start working with the VA, it's not that things don't get done, but all of a sudden you have this help, and you have like this extra weight. So then naturally you come up with all these different ideas of all the things that you want to do and implement. Mm -hmm. But the thing that you actually hired them for may or may not get done. And that's really where it starts to go south. You're like, wow, we're working on a lot of stuff, but it doesn't seem like anything's getting finished. So you need to know where you want to be in 12 weeks and work backwards from there and make sure everything goes in an alignment from there. And then your VA has this now so they can say, hey, we're ahead of schedule or hey, we're moving behind schedule. Something's not right here. Um, you know, we're, we're getting delayed. Like, should we back up the you know, project end date or, you know, something like that, but it gives them a place to know how well you are communicating together, how well your uh, needs are getting taken care of. And if you're meeting project deadlines after the first three months, then it's like you have this uh, communication. It should be more seamless by that time. You know, you should not be able to have so much uh, conversation both should just be able to log into, you know, however you're communicating and, you know, have it go. And then you can start with the next project or ongoing projects. But that first three months, that first 12 weeks is really crucial to how the rest of your working time is going to go together. If you, if you can't manage that time, it's not going to get better as you continue along. And eventually it's going to be like, I don't know, I forget why I hired this person. <laughs> you don't want to have done that either. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and you, you mentioned so many tips that are so important for individuals to write down, which is the most important is, is where do you want to be in 12 weeks from now? Have those written down and then work backwards with your assistance. And I've made that mistake where I wasn't exactly sure what I needed. And so I hired somebody to do what I thought I needed. But then, you know, all of a sudden stockpiling all of these different duties and running from one idea to the next, because a lot of creative entrepreneurs do yeah. that. They get these, these ideas. It's like, oh, well, maybe I should do this. Or, or their coach says, oh, you should do that. Or you should do this. And, and then you're almost like ADHD and, and your assistant is, is like <laughs> tearing their hair out and saying, oh my gosh, where are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> just so your plan is really, really deep and strategic. And, and I wanted to point that out because there's so many entrepreneurs that, that may have missed that. 
Yeah. You know, it's, you know, myself included, it's, it's fun to come up with ideas. It's fun to like think, oh, I could do this or, oh, I could do that. Um, but what's not fun is never hitting your marks, never hitting those goals, never feel like you're getting ahead because eventually there's always going to be some part of your idea or your new product or your new launch or there, that's going to be details um, and little bits and pieces here that are not so fun to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I love writing, but I just had to write my content page. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, that was not fun. Um, <laughs> the other side of it is, um, but you know, even when you do something you love, like I love writing, but not all writing is the same. I love coming up with ideas, but not all ideas are as simple as, Hey, can you create this logo? Some, you know, cause I can, I can tell that to somebody. I can tell that to one of my VAs and they can create a logo for me. Um, and all I have to say is, Oh, I don't like that color or I don't like to have this or, you know, and I can go back and forth with them, but on something more, you know, complex, I have to think, okay, now I give them this work. They give it back to me to do. Like I have to fine tune it. I have to tweak it. I have to do research. So, um, it's very important to know, like, where do I want to be? And every time I add a new idea to my plan, I have to say, does this fit in to my goals? I'm, I'm paying someone to also waste time with me if it does not fit into my goals. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's really important is, does this fit into my goals? And, and if it doesn't, keep an ideal journal on the side for in the future for when it might fit into your goals at a future time. Yeah, that's a great, I love to journal. So that's an idea journal is it's the perfect way to, you know, capture all those things that don't necessarily fit into your goals right now. Cause it doesn't mean that they're a bad idea. It just means this isn't where you said you wanted to go. If you, mm-hmm. if you want to change directions, you have the option to change directions, but if it doesn't fit in, you have to say, I don't know, maybe now's not the time. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, it's so important. And, and as the, the digital nomad that you've been becoming, and you've got travel schedules and stuff. So what is that like? What does it feel like? And what does it kind of taste like for having that kind of freedom? So for me, it's really about living like you're living, not living like you're dying. Mm. So I used to have those things confused. I I thought I was living life to the fullest because I treated every day like it was my last day. And there is, there's some truth in that. There, there's some benefit to that, but there's also a loss in that because if you treat every day, like it's your last day, then every failure is final. And I hate to fail. Oh, I hate the word failure. I know Mm -hmm. it's, you can't get around it, but I I hate it. And, um, you, miss the expectancy of the future. And instead you think of all the things that could possibly go wrong instead of all the things that could possibly go right. Um, and you don't think about, wow, it's going to be nice to come back here. Instead you think things like, I'm glad I did this before I die, (laughs) which does not have the same kind of, you know, uh, joy. You don't find the same joy in that. So I really went on this, this trip, not because I thought, well, I want, this is a bucket list. I want to do this before I die. But I really went on it because I thought, you know what? I, I want to enjoy my life now and I want to enjoy my career now. Um, so 
let's, let's do it now. Like, let's not wait till, you know, it's an actual, you know, death wish or a bucket list or anything. Like, let's just do it because this is just part of living. Like, mm -hmm. this is just part of my life now. So now traveling is just part of what I do. And it still allows me the freedom and flexibility. Sometimes it's, you know, glamorous. Sometimes it's just, you know, your day to day. And sometimes it's not glamorous at all. <laughs> Um, sometimes you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know about this place. But, um, you know, even from the worst experiences, it's been really great. Um, I chose to do it particularly last year because I had three really big goals in 2017, which I knew were going to take big chunks of my day. I was going to work long, long hours and I knew it. I knew it was going in. So if I was going to do that, I thought, might not be at home. Might as well walk out my door and be in another country. Mm -hmm. And so that's... Uh, that's why I did it. There was some people on the trip and they went to far more than 16 countries in 12 months because um, they were just, you know, just eating it up and their schedules are a little bit different than mine. Um, but, you know, it, it's just about doing what's good for you and what's right for you. And if that feels like, you know, traveling for three months or traveling for a year or, um, you know, just bits and pieces here and there, but it's about having the choice. I was choosing to do it. And I didn't feel like I was not choosing to do something else because that was my decision. Um, and that's, you know, it, that's why I think ultimately we all become entrepreneurs or business owners because we got tired of choosing something, whether it's like a company or having to take time off for our families, or even if it's choosing to make, you know, X amount of dollars when you're thinking, I should be making this amount of dollars, um, you know, choosing whether or not you have volunteer time, uh, choosing how much time, you know, what time you get off work or what your daily schedule looks like, or if you can go to yoga in the afternoon, if that's what you want to do. So I think it all boils down to those kinds of choices. And so my choice right now, and I don't know how long this will be, but for right now is to be location independent and be on the road as much as possible um, and hopefully be internationally as much as possible. Wow. Now, does location independent, and this is for the entrepreneurs that are thinking about it, they've been tossing it around, does it mean that they have to put all their stuff in storage and just hit the road? Or does it mean that you have a home base? How, what, is that, what does that mean for entrepreneurs or who are getting ready to have those choices in their life? Yeah, so I like... The, I identify more with the location independent than I do um, digital nomad. Um, and right now it's all still very early. So there's a lot of um, inter interchangeable things. So one, I don't consider myself digital nomadic because I am actually very low tech. <laughs> um, I don't code. I don't understand code. Um, I, you know, I don't do anything backend, you know, technical. Um, I don't, I barely understand HTML. Um, <laughs> Mm -hmm. So I don't identify with that. And nomadic uh, really just means that there's no home base, that you're constantly and constantly um, traveling. Um, everything you own may fit in your backpack. Um, and so there's a lot of people that really do identify with that. Um, it would, for me, I think it would be a little bit harder coming from the States um, there are things that you can give away, but as far as when you come back, like, so I was gone for a year, but when I came back, I had to get health insurance again and I had to, you know, do these things. And that's really, 
it's a lot harder when you don't have some kind of uh, validation that you're a citizen or that you're part of a, a country, uh, you know, to keep a passport um, valid, you know, those types of things. Everyone wants a physical location. Um, so I, I'm sure there's other ways that other Americans do it, but for me, um, I identify as location independent, meaning that um, I can travel around, but I can stay in one place for several months if I want to. I can stay in a place for a week or a month. Um, and then um, I keep a personal home base because I have a college student, a college child, and she goes to school locally. So I'm already paying rent <laughs> where she's at. And so it's nice to just keep my stuff here. When she graduates from college, you know, who knows what my life will be then. Um, but for me, it's nice to have a home base. Um, if I didn't have an actual home base, I would probably have someone, uh, maybe a close family member or friend who I could have things sent, delivered, shipped to their address. Um, because as a business owner, there's other things I have to take care of, um, because I'm registered in the States. Um, I want to make sure that my passport's taken care of. It's, you know, entering into countries, you need a, a physical address uh, many times of, you know, where home is. So for me, that's, that's what makes sense. But, you know, I'm sure there's other people who do it a little bit differently and have found it to be okay. But I am, a, I am a mom. I have two college kids. Um, I have family here. Um, I know that I'm going to, you know, live in the States, uh, the majority of my time because of nieces and nephews and family I'm very close to them. So, you know, for now, this is what works. Wow. And can you tell us a little bit about your company, the personal virtual assistant? How do you help entrepreneurs make their life easier and how to be less stressed? Yeah. You know, basically we just first talk that you cannot do it all yourself. I had three really big goals this year. My first goal was to do an admin to VA summit, teach an online class and write a second book. And I did them all last year. And there was no way that I could have done those on my own. Right? So first I helped them uncover here is, here's what your business life looks like. Here's your personal life looks like. Here's what type of virtual assistant is actually a good fit for you. Here's what's going to be most impactful for you. Here's where you want to start. Um, not all virtual assistants are the same. You don't need to have virtual assistants on an ongoing basis. Um, you can use them for one-off projects. Um, but you always need a virtual assistant before you need one. Because yeah. by the time you need one, you're so busy and you're so stressed that you're like, well, by the time I teach someone else to do it, I could do it myself. Well, if you keep thinking that, you're never going to get out of that. And you're never going to be able to tear up either, right? Because you're going to have no one to give it to. The more clients you take on, the more work you'll actually be taking on. Yes. And I've actually seen people say, you know what, I'm not taking on any more clients because I can't do it. Yet at the same time, they want to earn more and work less. <laughs> and by working less, they, they're like, if I could work 40 hours a week, that would be great. Right? Because somehow we don't work 40 hours for other people a week, but we end up working 80 hours for ourselves. Exactly. So that's yeah. not okay. So what I do is I uncover all those things and then I do the work for them to find them the right virtual assistant. And whether or not they're working with this VA on a specific project, on um, a, a product launch, or an ongoing basis, now they have a VA they, they can use for life or longer. So for instance, if I am thinking about creating, let's say, an online course, the very first thing I would tell someone is, what does your list look like? 
They're like, oh, you know, I have this many people on my list. Okay, but what does your list look like? Is it in four different places? Are all your contacts in one place? Have you got everyone out of LinkedIn? Have you got everyone off your Facebook group? Are they all in one central location? And are they um, separated out by this is a person that should be in this class, this person probably, and this person is not a good fit. They're, you're connected with them for a different reason, but maybe they're an affiliate or mm -hmm. someone who could help you um, promote. So you have to have all that together first. That's a great project for a VA to do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, that doesn't even have to be ongoing. But to have the right VA to do that one project will set you up for success for just about every other area of your business, not just your online course. So those are the things that we work through to uncover because they'll say, oh, I need someone to do, let's, like the promotions for it. Well, the promotions are at the end. You have to know who you're promoting to yeah. in the beginning um, to do that. And uh, we always start with uh, what's going to cost the least amount of dollars and what's going to have the greatest amount of impact. Mm -hmm, yeah. That's what you want. You want to feel the greatest amount of impact first. You need to have that weight lifted. Yes, exactly. I understand that full heartedly and that's really important. So can you, we're, wow, we're coming up almost at the end of the, the, the interview here. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, do you have something that the audience can have so that they can kind of get started on hiring the, the right virtual assistant? Absolutely. So I have a free audio book of my book, Hire the Right Virtual Assistant for you. And it reads like a manual. So I know that you're super busy and you can't always read cover to cover. I get it. So it reads like a manual and it uh, listens like a manual. So you can go um, directly to the section, whether that's you need to know what a virtual assistant is, you need to know why to hire one, how to hire one, and then what to do what you have. All things I cover in my book. Awesome. And how do they get a hold of that? Um, I'll have uh, the link uh, for them. Um, it's uh, the pva.com uh, backslash free dash audiobook, I believe. Um, they can yeah. go to my site, the pva.com. Um, there's a link to get uh, the free audiobook there as well. Okay, so the, the website link is www.the, T H E P as in Paul, V as in Victory, A as in Apple.com slash free f-r-e-e -E, dash audiobook so, <laughs> yes sometimes it's a little difficult to do that um melissa this has been absolutely phenomenal and it has the interview has gone so quick so fast is there any last tips you'd like to leave our audience before we say our farewells yeah i would just say you know what um remember this is an investment okay this is an investment in you. This is an investment in your, in your business. Um, and you don't know how good it feels to have a weight lifted until it's done. It's really easy to carry around baggage. So um, I wish you all the best. And uh, please let me know how I can assist you. Absolutely. So Melissa, thank you for being on the Wealthy Wednesday show. And if you are in my audience, if you're listening to this and you've been struggling thinking, oh, maybe I should hire a VA or maybe I already have a VA or two VAs, but they're just not getting done what I need to get done and I need to have something else who has a different skill set. Get a hold of Melissa. She would be more than happy to help set you up with the right VA for your business so that you can actually start growing and 
not be so exhausted trying to do it all yourself, you can get a hold of her at her website at thepva.com. And she will be more than happy to assist you in helping you determine how you can grow your business with the right person to help you grow it. So this is Lucy McMonagle. I am the Mystic Wealth Creator. I help entrepreneurs to start bridging their spiritual gifts with the practical skills. And I also help you with being able to clear out any junk that might be in your DNA trunk. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can go to my website at Lucy, L-U-C-I, McMonagle, that's M-C-M-O-N-A-G-L-E.com, LucyMcMonagle.com. Be sure you go on to Amazon and check out my new book, Magical Money Manifestations, which will help you create more wealth in your life. So until next time, abundant blessings. Are you ready to change your money flow? Would you like to get beyond the six figures that you keep bumping up against? Well, let me tell you, my book, Magical Money Manifestations, is going to help you create money manifestations on autopilot so that you will have more money, more freedom, and more joy in your life. Go to MagicalMoneyManifestations.com to find out more information. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Wednesday Show. This is your host, Lucy McMonagle. I am the mystic wealth creator, a mentor for conscious women entrepreneurs, helping them create more freedom in their business through conscious wealth creation. I would love to extend to you a free gift. And all you need to do is go to my website at lucymcmonagle.com. That's L-U-C-I-M-C-M-O-N. A-G-L-E dot com to get your free gift. So until next time, abundant blessings.